Welcome back to Millennial Meets Gen X, where we talk about all things relationships. That's right. Hello. I am Derlisa Adams, one of your co-hosts, and today we also have our other co-host, Miss Tina Laws. How are you doing? Hi, how's it going? All's well. <laughs> that is good. Uh, so today, everyone, we are actually talking about our teen dating violence topic because February is the month for teen dating violence awareness, bringing prevention, education to decrease domestic violence, taking preventive measures, resources, talking to our teens who may or may not going through an unhealthy relationship. However, we just want them to know the signs of abuse and what to do if they are going through abuse or if they see their friend going through abuse. So today we're going to mix it up a little bit and talk about what parents can do if they have a teen that's going through domestic violence. You know, if you're an educator or a leader in your community, what to do if you see a child getting abused or if they come to you and come to you with concern and tell you that they are going through an abusive relationship what should they do and so Tina and I of course have a background in talking to teens and adults about domestic violence and giving those resources that are in our community so Tina if you can tell us a little bit about what a parent can do if their child comes to them saying they are going through an unhealthy relationship that could be uh, abusive or emotionally draining to them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So hello everyone um, and welcome back to our podcast. Um, Dolly, so you know what? It's so many things that can be done, but one of the things that I, I often say for parents um, or those adults in the space of a teen that they might feel that may be involved in a um, domestic violence or uh, abusive or teen violent dating relationship, or even those who might not even be dating and just to raise an awareness so that they can know for the time in which they start dating. Um, is just to have that conversation. Let me just first start by saying this. There is so much information on the internet and although we are facilitators and we advocate on behalf of, of anything to do with domestic violence, um, there is so much information on the internet in ways in which you can convey or um, have this conversation with your teen. And so one of the ways in which I often say is have the conversation, just have that time where you may um, want to pull your teen aside and I don't mean pull your teen aside and sit them down and say listen this is what happens if you're in an abusive relationship or this is what I think is going on you need to walk away no plan a outing it might be a nice place that they like to go somewhere to go and eat somewhere to play you may want to go play tennis walk the beach or whatever it is frisbee whatever it is they love to do plan that day for them and then sit down and just have that conversation. Or you might be walking the beach or walking your trails or whatever it is you're doing. Just have the conversation. And you may start with something like, what do you consider a healthy relationship? I know you're dating or I know you're considering dating. Um, what, what do you consider to be a healthy relationship? When you start dating, what would you want it to look like? And then they're going to say whatever it is they feel a healthy relationship may look like and what a dating relationship is supposed to look like. And then you can probably say, tell them what you think it is because you've had this, the opportunity to peruse the internet and, and gain whatever knowledge you 
came from whomever you know, even in your community or in your mm-hmm. environment about domestic violence, have that conversation with them about what healthy relationships really look like. And then you can say, what do you consider to be an unhealthy relationship? What are some of the things in which would be a deal breaker to you if you were dating your partner and he did, what would that something be? And then they'll probably say, well, if he had a girlfriend or if he took my car, stole my bag, whatever it is, um, he hit me, whatever it may be. And then you can have that conversation around what unhealthy relationships can look like and try and have several scenarios. You know, don't just say, you know, if a man hits you or a boy hits you, leave. Don't say that. You can talk about it can be. And so you can say things like if he calls you names, if he embarrasses you around people, you know, just brings highlight some of the things in which that may look like or that are their behaviors. And then you can get to also if he abuses you, if he physically pushes you, shoves, shoves you, grips you. Um, this is some of the things you can talk about, calls you out of your name. Um, another thing you can do if you know your teen is actually in an abusive relationship and you see the behaviors have changed tremendously or even mildly, you can have that conversation again, that same type of environment, wherever it is that they like to go with you or on their own. And you can just have that conversation around, you know, Sarah or Tom or Jack or John, I'm noticing some things have changed about you. You're not that interested in your schoolwork like you used to be, or I noticed that you don't go cheerleading practice or major practice or dance class, or you don't go sit with your girlfriends or hang on Saturdays like you used to. Why do you think that's happening? Why aren't you doing it? And then they can say, oh, well, John or Sarah, they, they want to spend a lot of time with me. That's a, a, a dare giveaway right there that can help you to see that maybe your child is in a, a, an unhealthy relationship. Um, and then for those of you who may be in the community, you might be a teacher. Um, there are concepts that know, but everybody's not equipped with tools around domestic violence, how to um, address domestic violence when they see it. So one of the things I often say, if you're in a school or an organization, First, look at your policies. What does your policy say as it relates to managing or handling a child or teen um, that comes to you to talk about domestic violence? That's first and foremost, um, because you want to make sure you're in the remit of what you can and cannot do. Um, Another thing is, if you're a teacher, contact the counselor. And if you both are uncertain as to what to do, you can also contact your local domestic violence agency or somebody private, like in Bermuda will be me private, or wherever you may be, you can contact someone that can um, enlighten you as to what you can do next, what the conversation can look like. But similar to like what I said to a parent or a legal guardian, if you have a student that often comes to you to talk, that's the uh, opportunity right there to sit down and say, you know, I hear you talking about this other person quite often. What is it about this other person that you really, really like? And then Mm -hmm. they tell you, and then you can say, well, what are some of the things that you don't like you always want to lead with the positives because you know all teens i know for me if you yeah. come to something negative i'm, I'm gonna go totally laugh <laughs> yeah like why are you talking about <laughs> it's the love of my life he loves me or she loves you know and yeah, so, yeah 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 you you want to use wisdom and i often yeah. say don't forget who we were and i know as a parent myself that was very difficult for me um considering i had been a teen 
in an abusive relationship. Mm. Um, it was kind of hard for me when my teens got a certain age because I think I went way to the left. You know, I was so afraid that my daughter might experience or I was so afraid that my son would experience. Um, but I often say, you know, come with the positives first. And then you can say, okay, so as a teacher or somebody in a community, church leader, whomever it may be in an organization, you can have that conversation with them. And then you can say, you know, how do you feel about me um, inviting your parent or your mom or your older sister or your grandmom to this meeting? They may say yes, but most of them may say no. So that's, the, that's an opportunity right there for you to say, okay, well, listen, if it's not detrimental, we know this child's being abused, beaten terribly. We need to, you know, step in and call the police. You have to do what you have to do in spite of all of that. But if it's something where they haven't told you full out what's really going on, but you can sense it's something this team wants to say, keep that relationship. And I often say now for safety, um, I know I worked in a school system for the last year and a half. And you want to be, you also want to use wisdom um, and safety um, measures, right? So you'll want to maybe, if you're the teacher, bring in the counselor where you can just have a nice open dialogue with this student or students. You can also think about having a support group, just a group of girls, just to talk to them about what does healthy relationships look like. This is also another segue where you can um, talk about bullying, you know, because that's a form of abuse, you understand? And so you can use this opportunity to have group settings with girls, have lunch and learns, or I have a girlfriend that called it cupcakes and conversations <laughs> you know you can do what you can do whatever you want with it but also remember always have somebody else there for your safety right, right. Um, another thing you want to consider as well is um and and also being safe because you don't want to be caught looking like yeah male teacher constantly with a young girl or exactly. a young boy or female teacher also for a younger boy or a younger girl you have to be safe. It doesn't matter if you're a male or female. You've got to use safety first. Um, yeah, so I think I, I think I named it off. Yeah, I think I did. I could have left or something, but you'll let me know. <laughs> Those were all really great points that you pointed out. And I love that you mentioned those steps to take mm -hmm. in order to talk to a team. Because often, like you said, we've been teams before. And so if, you know, you go through that rebellious stage, yes. it's like, no, you can't tell me anything. I know that this is the one for me. This person yes. is the one for me. <laughs> so if you talking about this person, you're also talking about me or you are offending me. Yes. So I'm going to rebel. Like, I'm not going to listen to what you say. I'm not going to listen that this person is bad for me. I'm not going to listen when you tell me to leave. And so I think that's the really important part when it comes to relationships is you're not telling the person what to, what do, to do in their relationship, but you give the advice and you let them know that you want the best for them. You do want them to be happy. The other thing I thought about, I just, as you was talking is, um, Sometimes we're going to be careful as to um, not point out that this person's a bad person for them. Because you've got to remember a lot of times when boys and girls come from, you know, challenging backgrounds or challenging homes, right? 
they have already feel, feel like they've been alienated from their parents or their legal guardians. And so when they do get in relationship with these individuals, they already have that individual feeling so sorry for them because nobody likes them. Everybody picks on them. They're not good enough, but they're really, really good people. And so it gets difficult when you as the parent or an adult tries to constantly point out how bad they are for them. They look at you and say, you're another person being as cruel and horrible as his family has been to him. So I'm really, I, I have to stay with him because nobody cares, nobody loves him. And so I often say, even with friends, if they see somebody, like for instance, if uh, a, a friend sees another friend for black eye or bruise they didn't see yesterday or, or the friend constantly ringing and they jump or, or they keep, you know, the flinching every chance they get, you know, those are things that you might just want to bring to their attention, not say, why are you keep doing that? Why is that? Why is he or she making you feel like that? You can say something like, I noticed the last time we've been together, two, three, or the last time we've been together, I noticed you're more nervous. Or I noticed your phone rings more. And every time you hang up, I don't know what you're talking about, but every time you hang up, you seem like you're a little on edge. Or I noticed you had a bruise on your leg. I said, did you fall down and hurt yourself? You know, and did you, do you want to talk about it? And that, most times for me, I didn't, I was a teen. So you're not gonna hear, oh my goodness, yes. The guy I'm so in love with, he might be having issues, but he loves me so much. He beats me up, we're not gonna say that. And so I often say, just say to that friend or that family member or that loved one, you know what? It's okay, whenever you wanna talk, I'm here. When I don't care what hour in the morning, what hour in the night, whatever I'm doing, I will stop. I'm here for you. Just always let them know that. Yeah, that's so important to let them know that you are there for them, especially during those times. So they can just know where you're coming from and that you're not trying to attack them or mm -hmm. their partner. And you have to be understanding. And as a friend in just going through my, my relationship journey and helping others, you know, I was always called like the love guru, like just trying to... <laughs> Make sure, you know, everyone is good or if someone comes to me about their problem when it comes to relationships. And so if there is an issue or problem going on, oftentimes you do want to make sure that the person is comfortable in their relationship and understand where they are coming from, understand where their partner is coming from. So even if that takes you talking to both of them that are in that relationship, responsible for being in that relationship together, talking to both of them to see where both of their head is in this relationship mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I often say if you want to be in a relationship that is you know not healthy then you need to talk about how can it be healthy but yes. because you don't want to continue to go through something that's draining you mm -hmm. mentally emotionally you know that's not good for your health for one, mm -hmm. and so, you know, mental health has been a, a very big thing. And a lot of times it always go back to that relationship, whether it was in the past and it drained you, now you're carrying out different things in a new relationship and you, because you never closed out on something that was unhealthy, you know? So you go through those different things in life when it comes to relationships. And that's why I always say too, Tina, being in a healthy relationship is very important. And I don't mm -hmm. think people really understand the importance of taking those measures to making sure that you are 
mentally and emotionally, you know, going through a healthy relationship because you could be damaged and not even know it until something small happens and you're lashing mm-hmm. out on another person because, you know, again, mm-hmm. you never re- recover from an unhealthy relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you can always give uh, resources mm-hmm. again like Tina said the internet is your best friend so going to you know research and saying hey friend you know I've seen you you know you've been down or you've been staying to yourself a lot you know if anything you know if you need anything or if you're going through something or I just want to share this you know resource with you just mm-hmm. again letting them know that you are there for them and you know what you hit the nail right on here this this Every last point was excellent because uh, one of the things we often have to be mindful of is that as teens, you know, nobody could really tell us anything. So we have to remember that. And I think as parents, I mean, myself as parents, sometimes when it comes to our teen, we don't manage the situation how we really should because so much emotions are involved, right? And then the trans, the transference, like you talked about earlier, if we aren't healed, right? Sometimes, you know, we can manage those situations horribly. You know, we can remember how, what we went through, how secretive we were, or how we reacted, or just the things in which we dealt with. And our child might not even be going through it, (laughs) but, you know, by the time we're finished, they might feel like they have. And so we're going to be very, very careful of stuff like that. And focus on the things you want to do as a teen. You know, this is for adults as well. You're listening as a parent. You need to do the same thing, right? But for your teens, take time out. If you're listening to this as an adult, let your teens listen to it with you. Pull them aside and say, let's make a date. I heard this podcast, you know, come in and have a listen, you know, as to what it looks like. That also could take the load off of you having that conversation. Um, You can allow us to have a conversation with them. And then when we finish, you can have the feedback. Just get the feedback. What were your thoughts about, you know, hit on some points, write them down if you have to. So when we finish this podcast and you finish listening to it, you can ask them, what are your thoughts when Dorlisa said this or Miss Tina said that, you know, that type of thing. So I'm just trying to give you all an an easy avenue um, into having this conversation around, you know, teen dating violence, because it's real and we can laugh and talk about things and and remember the things that we experience experience but there are so many things going on as it relates to teen dating violence there's so many things as it relates to stalking and social media we i think we talked about that on part one of um, our teen dating violence awareness um how there are so many pictures circulating social media now that one mm-hmm. teen might have taken because she thought he loved her or vice versa he loved you know and now th- He's threatening her because she wants to walk away because it's been very aggressive. It's been very abusive. And you're trying to figure out why isn't my daughter or my son leaving this relationship? It might be, it's not necessarily a fact, but it might be that this person has something holding over that child's head. And so I know oftentimes it is things like pictures that we have taken in our past in relationships. And then they're trying to walk away and they say, you leave and I'll let, I'll tell everybody I'm going to see this picture. So now you got a child that's in a relationship with somebody feeling threatened, knowing that it's not a good relationship for them. They can't tell you because firstly, they shouldn't have been taking you pictures. So how do they now come to tell their parents that Bob or, or Joan's got a picture of me. And if I leave, it's going to share it. First thing we're going to do is overreact and say, well, why would you take your pictures? Why would you send pictures of your breasts or your body? You, you understand? And so, but yeah. 
let's just try not to get so caught up in the surface stuff. Let's yeah. try to hit the root of it as, okay, you want to get out of this relationship? His hill, no, she's hill this over there here. Let's deal with that first. And then when you get that situation, um, when you get your towel out of that situation, then you could talk about what's healthy and unhealthy, which is sending circulating videos or giving your boyfriend or girlfriend a video of you nude or pleasuring yourself. Cause that's, that's very, very popular. I'm glad you shared that Tina, because those are definitely steps that we can all take to continue to make sure that we're helping our team, our mm -hmm. friend, mm -hmm. whoever we're mentoring, you know, those are very, very important tips. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you. And the other thing I wanted to share, Delisa, for you is, once again, because we're talking about teen dating violence and we know your organization, what it stands for, um, and you work with a lot of um, college and um, high school students, mm -hmm. just share a little bit about, um, you know, your website, because we know that a lot of this information that we're actually talking about is on your website and it can make it so much more seamless if a parent or a child can just go right to your website. Yes. So for resources, you can visit visionsofwomen.org. So Visions of Women is an organization that started on college campus just as a women's support group. And being that other students were going through unhealthy relationships including myself, that was not so good, just emotionally drained me mm -hmm. and really put me in a space where I needed to talk to other people who were going through the same thing. And just over time, realizing that I was not alone. And I, that was the main thing was being able to talk about it and surrounding myself with like minded women who are, you know, they're in school, away from home, let's talk about what you're going through with your relationship, who can help. Here are some resources, making those resources, you know, available in front mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. to not put stigma on going to counseling if you need it. And if so, then where can you find a counselor? So a lot of those things helped and visionsofwomen.org is actually a resource site and I have national and local resources because I am here in South Carolina. So local resources are on there for all 46 counties we have here in South Carolina, but also again, national resources that can help. And as always, if there is ever an emergency, then you know to call 911. And again, we will share resources through our podcast info for this particular session here, part Absolutely. two, Teen Dating Violence. Absolutely. Thank you, Dolly. So I think it's so important that we just, you know, put that out there because we know um, this time of day, teens want to be independent and they, they don't always want to go through their parents. And so if a teen is listening to this, they can reach out and get the resources that they need. And it can help them so much more. Um, and also for those parents out there who may need assistance with talking to your teen or sitting with your teen with you with your teen, um, you can contact me via my um, website, which is tinalawsconsulting.com. Um, and by that, we can just 
you know, you can book an appointment and we can have that conversation with your team or with you one-on-one or with your team individually because um, I work with teens as well, but more so the parent. And we can have that conversation and find ways in which you can convey the information without seeing so, seeing so much in their face. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. So ladies and gentlemen, our teens, whoever you are, thank you again for joining us. We will be back next week to do some Valentine's Day therapy yes i'm excited and that's funny because that's gonna be like a nice conversation about around valentine's day and what everybody what everybody experiences so Uh i'm so forward to that so make sure you come back um next week at the same time to listen to our who millennial meets dan axe talk soon thanks for listening all right we'll see you next time